What's up, everybody? Welcome to Working On It, a podcast that follows creatives, makers, and doers working on projects between and after hours. I'm Jack Chacon, and I'm here with my co-host, Gemma DeLog. Hey, welcome to our first official episode. So every week, we'll be interviewing guests to discover useful tips, tricks, and inspiration on topics like time management, work-life balance, motivation, and much more. This week, we have Kelsey Walker. Kelsey Walker is the founder of Candid Media, a female-focused lifestyle blog. She is also a marketer and interior design enthusiast working and living in Philadelphia. Coincidentally, she is also my fiance. What's up, baby? What's up, you guys? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tell us a little bit more about Candid. Uh, What is it? Well, first, I just want to say that I'm very honored to be the first guest on your podcast because there's no bar yet. So I'm about to set it very high. There you go. That's what I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so okay, I'll dive right in. Candid, Candid is a lifestyle blog. It's all about helping people look, live, and feel their best. Um, it's really a reaction to a lot of editorials that I was seeing that kind of paint an unrealistic portrayal of like the health and wellness trends going around right now um so really it's just a reaction to that and it's trying to paint a more down-to-earth portrayal of what people in their you know women specifically are doing to feel good about themselves that's really awesome and i really want to dive uh more in and i'm really excited that you came out with this blog and i love the idea of starting the blog in reaction to all these editorials. How did you come up with the idea and how did it start? So it started really organically, honestly. I had started a blog a couple years ago about interior design and that kind of fell off a little bit just because I realized that interior design wasn't really it didn't really encompass everything that I wanted to write about. Um, I definitely would consider myself a writer first in most of the things that I do. So naturally, that's what I try to lean my talents towards. And I just didn't feel like there was enough to write about with interior design or, you know, I, I love doing interior design in my pastime, but it's not really like the main thing that I want to focus on. So I kind of let that hit the back burner for a while. And I hadn't written in a really long time for myself. Um, I write a lot for my job, but I recently started medication for anxiety at the beginning of this year, and it was really transformational for me. And I found my I found myself really wanting to write about that transformation, and so I wrote about it. And in doing so, I realized. I wanted it to be out in the world, but there wasn't really anywhere that I thought it fit in. And I also realized that there was a lot more that I could say and a lot more that I thought other young women like me could say about beauty, uh, mental health, wellness. And so I just decided to create that space. So it really came out of just a, a writing that I wrote for myself and kind of just blossomed into this new project. Nice. Yeah. I yeah. um I read that piece today and it was a really great piece. I liked how raw you were in talking about your experience with anxiety and really going into experiences and um self-medicating by like trying all these different home remedies to alleviate your anxieties and then eventually um starting on 
uh, Lexapro and kind of your thoughts on medication before you started medication. So that was a really awesome piece. Um, can you tell us more? Um, you know, it's called Candid. Why the word Candid? Yeah. So I think one thing that is lacking in a lot of spaces right now, especially when it comes to writing, um, everybody is very, you know, everything's run by money and, you know, everything is run by like sponsorships and affiliate links and just like free product and things like that. And I think that it's sort of enabled people to be a little inauthentic and it's not intentional. I don't think it's just something that becomes lost when, uh, you know, revenue is involved and, and that's natural. And, you know, I'm sure that's a challenge that I'm going to face along the lines of whether I decide to monetize this blog down the line or depending on what it turns into. But I just felt like there weren't enough candid conversations being had. Everything felt very formulaic and just like advertorial. And I just wanted to uh, you know, facilitate more conversations from a real perspective, not just about things like health and beauty and wellness, but really dig into mental health, which I think, although self, self-care is very talked about right now, it's kind of turned into a whole in- industry that I just don't think really necessarily 100% fully grasps really what people are going through at times. Um, They don't really get the nitty gritty. And I think that more people want that. And I think more people need that. Um, So that's really what I'm trying to do with it. And that's why I came up with the name Candid. Awesome. I I would agree with that. I think that it's hard for me to relate to a lot of blogs or anyone creating, not anyone, but people are creating content for the trend, for the like, you know, mental health is such a hot topic and it should be a hot topic. We should really be more candid mm-hmm. um, about it and be, as you were talking about authentic, and I want to dive, dive deeper into that um, about, you know, what it really means to experience mental health. And I don't think we're as much as we're talking about it, I think we also have a lot to learn in being nuanced about it and having those Mm -hmm. conversations. Um, So also now I want to talk about, you know, what you're talking about, authenticity. What do you think it means to be authentic? And and, and tie it into, you know, with um, Candid, you know, you had uh, written a piece about mental health. There was another one, I think, what there? I know there's a lot of kind of beauty articles out there. So what can we like expect in terms of authenticity from Candid? Yeah. So what Candid is all about is just, it is about being authentic. And I, you know, right now it's just me and a couple friends who are writing for it. And we pretty much write with how we talk, um, you know, and we all breathe, breathe our own personalities into the pieces that we write and we're 100% honest. I think that's something that's valuable about like being in the beginnings of something like this where we aren't, you know, monetizing our writing right now and so we don't have any pressure to uh promote something or, you know, just like puff something up for the sake of doing it. We're writing about things that we actually use, we actually, you know, think about we actually care about 
the routines that we're, you know, having in our daily lives. So that's where a lot of the authenticity comes from. It's really just, you know, we'll have a conversation, me and my girlfriends will FaceTime and we'll just start talking about something. And then, you know, it's like, oh my God, other people probably want to hear about this. We should probably add it to like the to-do list for the blog. So that's where a lot of the authenticity is coming from. I think it's just like, it's all about having conversations with people and talking to them about what is on their mind at this time and what they want to hear. And just to say, like, I do feel like a lot of media right now is from, you know, LA and New York City, which is great. They're huge hubs, um, huge media hubs, and they have a lot of smart people, very interesting people, a lot of really cool things going on, a lot of culture. But I think that a lot of things that they miss out on is like the everyday person in the rest of America who can't afford certain products and doesn't live a certain lifestyle. So that's kind of what we're capturing, you know, we're just like everyday people who, you know, are having real conversations and we're just going to get like down and dirty kind of, you know, just get into it. Totally. And I know that I know the ladies that are like contributing to this and they're all, you know, pretty unique people and they're definitely, you know, really genuine individuals that I feel like are really going to like kind of give you that, that good raw Jack, kind of information that is so sweet that is the nicest way i've ever heard somebody say buck wild <laughs> <laughs> yeah them ladies are buck wild they're definitely they're definitely buck wild a little bit but uh but i think they're definitely they both have like really unique points of view and i feel yeah. like it's and, and they're different too they're not the same yeah they're all right. buck wild for sure right but they're definitely you know coming from yeah. different angles and you know we i'm i'm tr- actively trying to you know get more writers right now yeah. so I'm all about like capturing as many perspectives as possible. Right now, I have like some of like my best friends writing and they're awesome for it. But you know, like I want to cover as many demographics and get as many perspectives as possible. And so I I'm having an open call for submissions and I really just want to I want so many people to feel like they can have their voice heard if they want. So it's not limited. It's awesome. We want to hear from you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you're listening and you just want to write, hit this lady up. We'll include um, we'll include Candid's email and the link to Candid, the site, and uh, everything that you'll need to get in touch with Kelsey uh, in the show notes or the description to the blog or the uh, the podcast. So. <laughs> In any case, you'll be able to reach. It'll us. be there. Okay? It's gonna be somewhere. You'll find it. Yeah, it'll it'll be around. You'll find me. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I know you're doing all this stuff. You know, you're doing a lot of writing. You're working on this blog, um, and I know that you're interested in doing a podcast in the future as well. And I, I'm pretty sure I saw on your site that there's something about a zine. You're doing a lot of different stuff, and you're still working full time. So, how do you find time to work on all of this while you're still holding down? Uh, you know, a full nine to five job? Well, at the beginning of my podcast, I'm probably going to have an ad run and it's going to say, this podcast is brought to you by COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> because we, should, we should probably have that too. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, um, you know, honestly, I think this is something that I hope would have happened no matter what. And as much as I, I get the whole like, the whole negative thing surrounding like 
people saying you should really use this time productively and um you know like that whole toxic positivity culture i totally understand that and i get that but it just so happens for me that during this time i have had more time you know i'm not i used to go out like every weekend and i used to go to happy hours with my friends during the week and you know commute to and from work and you know, we Jack and I used to travel a lot back home to Virginia, so it's like a six-hour trip. So our weekends were, you know, pretty shot. So for me, I took a lot of time to veg out, and I still take time to veg out. But I also, about I would say a month and a half in, like I said, I I wrote this piece, and I just kind of had like I was just kind of reinvigorated, and you know, I've had a lot of extra downtime and watching tv got old really fast for me like i just kind of got tired of like sitting on the couch and watching tv so um i've been using a lot of my downtime uh and luckily there's uh just a plethora of downtime now so much downtime (laughs) all the downtime (laughs) too much downtime (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah a little i would say too much but you know it has been good i would say for my for my creativity and and given me some extra time to fuel this creative side project that I probably like it probably would have taken me at least four more months to get off the ground I would say if we weren't you know self self quarantining right now and you know on this lockdown so that's really how I've I've found a lot of the time to work on this I would say and I, I will also say that after this whole lockdown thing is over, it's definitely going to be an adjustment and I will have to plan my time a little differently in order to get what I need to get done um, yeah. for this vlog. Yeah. So if, if you had to paint like, so, you know, obviously we're quarantining together, mm-hmm. you know, so. Wait, we live together? We do live together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look to your left when you sleep, <laughs> I'm usually that dude that's over there. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Uh, so here's the weird thing is like, when I, during the day I'm doing my own thing, I'm working on my own mm-hmm. stuff and, you know, I know you're working on your own stuff and it's kind of hard for me to like, even though we're in the same building, it's kind of hard for me to know exactly what you're doing every day. So same building, same of, room, same, same room. room a lot of, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I usually, I usually take her to the dining room. She's usually got the bedroom and the living room. So, but anyway, moral the story is, I don't really know exactly what you do every day. So if you had to describe your routine to people to try to explain like, so like we know that you're taking advantage of the quarantine and everything, but like, what is like, what is like the brass tacks, like the specific attack plan that you use to get things done? Like what, how do you break up your day? Like obviously nine to five is probably work, but do you squeeze something in between there? Is it all like after work? What's, what's your system? Yeah. Okay. So usually the way that I do it, <laughs> obviously quarantine has made things a little looser. So I try to wake up around 7 a.m. every day. Sometimes it's not 8 until 8 a.m. Sometimes it's not until 8.30. And typically I start the workday at 9. Um, I try to get up at 7 a.m. because that allows me time to make my coffee, feed the cats, like do a couple dishes if I have time. Or also if there's something that I need to get done for the blog, I'll spend like 30 minutes to an hour on that before, you know, kind of getting ready for the day and getting my mind in the game for work. So I'll usually start, depending on how busy I am with work, I'll start work around 8.30 or 9 a.m. And 
I typically, I typically work through the day. I'll like move my little home office, if you will, uh, you know, from room to room sometimes just to get a change of uh, scenery. Um, I obviously take a break for lunch. I, during, throughout the day, I usually, I definitely take Instagram breaks and Facebook breaks and, and see like how things are going, uh, on the social between those hours. And I also have, uh, scheduled posts. So I use later for my Instagram posts and I schedule those. Um, I'll dive into this a little bit, but I, I do most of my scheduling and planning for the week, uh, of posts on the weekend and the app I'm using, it sends me a push notification. And so once it's time for my post that I scheduled to go to Instagram, I open up the app and I just send that straight, you know, to Instagram and it posts there. So I do check that during the day. Um, but pretty much I stop the day depending on how busy I am. I usually try to have a hard stop at 5 p.m. just because I'd say 5 or 5 to 10 p.m. because that's what I would do if I was at the office. Um, everybody in my office pretty much goes home around that time. So I have a pretty hard stop at that time. Obviously, there are anomalies. Like today, I stayed on the computer till six because it's the end of the compute or it's the end of the um, quarter. And so there's a lot to get done. But um, usually I stop right at 5 p.m. And honestly, I have my personal laptop sitting right next to me and I open that up right away. And I look at, I look at, I pull up my Squarespace, see what we have to work with so far. I see if we have any pieces that I need to edit. Um, if there's anything that I need to move over from like my email or Google Docs into, you know, Squarespace to start editing up, um, building up a draft. Um, and honestly, that could, I could probably do that all night. Like we turn on the TV usually and you know, I'll watch TV while I kind of piddle with it. Or if I need to write an article myself, I'll be a little more focused and put on my, you know, headphones and, and just write. Um, but that's probably like at least three days of the weekday. Um, and then if I'm feeling tired or whatever, I don't, I don't even touch the blog. I don't even look at the blog at night. I close my work laptop and I turn on the TV and I watch Jane the Virgin or whatever. Oh, yes. Mind clearing, mind numbing TV show I can. Jane the Virgin. Pour up a Pretty big good. old drink of wine or whatever kind of alcohol we have available to us during this time and, and just like chill out on the couch. First off, what so, team are you? Like, I don't even remember the names, but. Oh my God, are you talking a- about Michael or Raphael? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because <I, sighs> it's been so long since I've watched it. It's really tough, you know. I mean, obviously, I feel like Michael is her her A1 day one bae. So, mm. but I mean, Raphael is obviously a super babe. So, I know. I'm going to go team Raphael because uh, Mike's a straight cornball. Oh, Just saying. It's true. I, I don't know. I go back and forth between Raphael and Michael because, like, Michael's like the person for her, but the same same time, like, I don't know, like Raphael. Like, how do you, I don't know that. How do you not fall in love I mean, with that guy? He's like, a hotel mogul. No, <laughs> <laughs> he got boutique that boutique hotel mogul. Um, oh my god! I think that's awesome that you keep a routine like that. How long do you work um, on Candid? If you are working on on it, how long are you working on it for? Um, like I said, so like in the evenings. 
I pretty much go, I push myself like as far as I can go. And then I just, you know, Mm. it doesn't really like, it doesn't, it's just about how I feel. I'm very, I'm, I have been through enough anxiety and like stress in my life to know like when I'm reaching my limit. And once I start to get like, once I start to feel like I'm at capacity for that evening, I close my laptop and I just relax. So I don't really have any set time frame in the evening um, to work on it. I just make sure that I at least like, I at least check in on it in the evening. And if I feel like keeping it up and keeping going, then I keep going. And I'll like, you know, I'll go all the way to bedtime if I have the energy for it. But if I open it up and I'm just like, oh, like I I don't have anything to, I can't think about anything to write right now, or I don't feel like editing or whatever, like I'll be on it for a lot less time. Gotcha. Um, but during the weekends, I definitely dedicate uh, a significant chunk of time to it. Like I'll say, okay, Saturday's my day to work on the blog. And, um, you know, I'm going to try to get all this stuff done by like, you know, the afternoon so I can go hang out if it's a nice day sit in the courtyard or whatever um but you know that's when I do the bulk of my scheduling and planning um and everything for like that so I do spend a significant amount of time on the weekends uh like actually like putting in hours I'd say for it awesome if you had to say like Monday like just over the course of the entire week like one calendar week how many how many hours do you think you spend in a week Hmm. or like do you think you would need to spend in a week to be doing a good job oh i mean minimum two hours a weekday minimum probably two hours so that's 10 hours during the weekday and then during the weekend if i'm writing and stuff four hours during the weekend okay maybe so so you're looking about like so you're looking at like almost like one whole yeah. work day. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And the thing is that like, so obviously a lot of what I, you know, setting up the website and everything was one thing and, and getting everything together. Um, but I am hoping again to get like more contributors and things like that. So I will, you know, I always want to write for it, but it will be let I'll like have to work a little less if I can have more people writing and contributing to it because I won't be so worried about like what what kind of content do I have going out this week? Like, you know, and that's like just the digital era and the, the age of social media. You have to be posting every day to stay relevant really. Mm, um yeah. you know, so you have to have some sort of content going out, whether it's a picture that you know has a link in bio and actually links to an article or it's just like some sort of user generated content or something like in order to stay on the top of people's minds you should be posting every day so um that is something that i'm very like very conscious about right now and um it does take a little more work to make sure that i have something to share on social every day um right now in this beginning stage Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Does that okay? So, because I, I'm managing the social media for working on it, and oh my gosh, it gives me so much anxiety. Does that having that no knowing that you have to be on top of mind and having every day knowing that you have to like well you schedule things out, so I guess it's like easy for you to just schedule out and it's fine. 
But do you like check it throughout the day? And it's just like, okay, how, what's the engagement on this? Is it doing well? Is it not doing well? Does it like kind of give you that sense of urgency to have to check it throughout the day a lot? Or are you kind of just letting it ride? I check it like 15 million times a day. (laughs) It's just because I schedule things out. Like I still am like, you know, it's like I usually schedule things around lunchtime. So at 1130, I like start checking my phone. Like, is it lunchtime? Like, is it is it 1215? Yeah, is it 1237? What time did I schedule that post again? Like, I'll start like checking my phone and see if it went out yet. Um, And I try to like see what the engagement is. Uh, I'm definitely a person who has I social I have a I have a tough relationship with social media because I do have anxiety I would say it's gotten a lot better now but it's definitely one of those things where you immediately think like oh my god nobody liked my post nobody's looking at this nobody's reading it nobody cares like they don't like it they don't like the content like that my caption could have been better you know so things like that like those are all I was definitely like a person who used to take social media breaks because my anxiety in my head would make me think about all of these things and it just like it made it very unenjoyable it's like why am i doing this why am i torturing myself why do why do i care what everybody else thinks um why do i feel the need to check this incessantly mm-hmm. well obviously if you're running a blog and your whole point is to like get content out to people you know that ma- like that engagement matters very much so I am finding a balance between that. I find scheduling out things um, to be really helpful for me. So I'm not like in that moment, like panic posting and like, oh my God, I need to get something out today. Like sitting there, like trying to craft like my caption and figure out which which hashtags I want to put and who I need to tag. Like I have that all planned out. Um, but I will say that it it's definitely social media isn't like the most enjoyable thing for me. And it is really hard to see when you're building up a brand, like you are checking your followers, you are checking to see how many people liked your post because those things matter a lot. Um, But yeah, like it's just all a balance though. So I I'm definitely trying to balance out like how much I, how much weight I give the social um and versus just like checking the actual analytics on my page and seeing if the posts are getting read because just because people aren't engaging like on instagram doesn't mean they're not clicking into the article and reading into it like from facebook or whatever so so i'm strong yeah i look at my analytics on my actual website versus try not to get too caught up in the social aspect because that can be a whole whirlwind. Oh, yeah. Boy. <laughs> but I want to like, um, I think it's awesome. You sounds like you're really managing your teen while you're managing the anxieties of social media very well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's also talk about deadlines because that's a big mm-hmm. thing. I mean, you were talking about working at home, quarantine, quarantine, quarantining. Wow, that's a word. Um, <laughs> earlier and how it's giving you a lot of time. But working at home and having to stay home 24-7 and that being your life. 24 7 isn't easy either and then managing your own company blog or whatever it is means you also have to manage your deadlines and really being I don't know I don't want to say responsible but just like disciplined disciplined about you know Mm -hmm. your time how do you manage with dealing with those deadlines and you know have you 
felt any pressure if you are starting to miss one or, you know, how do you ha- just how do you deal with those things? Well, lucky for me, <laughs> I tried to plan ahead when I started um, Candid and I made sure that I didn't launch until I had a certain number of posts. Um, and so that I could sort of like drip, like kind of drip campaign them out um, in terms of promotion. So I haven't really had to deal with like hard deadlines, especially because I don't have like a huge team of writers or anything like that right now. Like I'm not assigning out anything or I don't have, I've had people reach out to me and talk about writing, but it's not anything that I've counted on necessarily. So I haven't had like this whole sort of um, issue with like, oh my gosh, like I have to have a piece by tomorrow at noon and I don't have one. I'm just kind of rolling with it right now. And um, I, luckily I do have some great friends who have like openly just said, Hey, I really want to write about this. Can I write about this? And they actually write about it and then they send it to me, which is fantastic. <laughs> that doesn't usually happen with writers because writers are like, oh, very ambitious and they say oh my god I want to write about this can I write about this for you and you're like yes please and then they never send it to you because you know they get caught up in life I get it or you know it's an overwhelming topic and maybe they they're actually not ready for it you know that happens with writing writing can be overwhelming yes it totally especially if you like get inside your head about it and you put it off for long enough you'll just be like oh I can't do this yeah So um, I haven't really had to deal with deadlines too much yet. Um, I am trying to put out like at least two to three new pieces a week. I'm very new blog. So two to three pieces a week sounds like pretty ambitious for me. But again, with all the extra time I have, if it also feels like very doable for me. So and like I said, I have some friends who've really been um, offering up to do some writing and things like that. But The way that I really manage myself in terms of time management is that I actually, my current boss, she started something um, when I got hired and we, every day at 9.15 a.m., we stop what we're doing and we tell each other, we write a list and we tell each other what three things we're going to accomplish that day are. And I have found it like entirely helpful. It doesn't matter how big or small those three things are. If you can knock those three things off your list, you feel incredibly accomplished and, um, you know, great if you can add a couple extra things on there, you know, small things or whatever. Um, And if you miss one, it kind of feels a little bad, but you're like, oh, but I at least got these two other things done. Um, And it helps keep me in check. So I do try to apply that principle, I'd say, to like in the evening, if I have a list of things that I need to do for Candid. I think, okay, what are like the two or three things that I need to prioritize that I could knock off tonight? And um, I find that that is very helpful in like helping me manage my time and also like prioritize um, the most upcoming deadlines. I love that. It's the best because it also like takes off a lot of pressure because during the week I have like a little mini calendar and it has like all the days of the week on it. And it's like a little list. And so um, I sometimes will plan out like a couple days ahead and write like my three things because I know that I have to give her three things every day. And so it really helps you sort of space out into your week ahead and it helps you not feel as overwhelmed because you might have 20 things to do that week. Yeah. But 
it will help you prioritize what you need to get done. Like on Monday, if that thing's due Friday, you can't put that thing on your free things list on Thursday. Like it might not get done unless it's a very quick task. Mm -hmm. So it helps me like lay out my week or lay out my day in a way that I don't feel as overwhelmed because I think, oh, as long as I cross off these three things, I will feel accomplished. And also I will have um, like – I will have completed what I committed to do. And that is all that I, you know, that is all that I committed to. So it it feels very like, it feels very good to accomplish those things, I'd say. That's huge. I mean, especially like if you're someone who struggles with, like for myself, if you struggle with like facing the day and being like, I don't know what I need to do. And then feeling like you don't accomplish anything. It's just like by writing things, what by writing out what you're going to accomplish and accomplishing those things. It's just like a huge step, I think, in also self-confidence and, you know, feeling better about yourself and saying like, yes, I can I can do this. It's, it's attainable. Um, so I find that especially probably helpful for anybody who really struggles with that because I know I do every day I'm like what am I gonna do absolutely I I feel like it's I think it's really interesting not just the writing it down part I feel like the writing it down part is almost like a separate Mm -hmm. like tip Mm -hmm. but then the fact that you choose to do three or four things that's huge because it's almost like it feels to me like you were saying like you feel good you get a little boost of confidence uh when you you know you can knock out three or four things it's like when you're in Mario Kart and like you hit like that little flashing triangle line thing yeah. on the road and you just get like a little zip zip. <laughs> zip zip. Uh, I feel like that's zip. what I, I feel like zip. you get a little zip zip. I feel like that's what it's like. It's like, you know, yeah. you, you build up momentum. And it's like, you know, you have one day where you knock out four things and you feel badass. And it's like, so you approach the next day, like ready to go. You knock yeah, out another four things. I can do it again. Next thing you know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, it becomes a routine of just like kicking ass. I will say not only that, but it also helps you understand your like it helps set parameters and it helps you understand like it helps you set realistic, like Gemma said, attainable goals for the day. Because I learned very quickly that just because I had things on my to do list, I would when I first started this job, like I would name three big tasks to get done during the day. And it was like you're never going to write like three blogs in a day. Like that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like that's a, those are three major tasks. So it helps you sort of um, chunkify. This is also another word we use at work. Chunkify. Chunkify. um, Sort of like your task. So it's like, okay, I'll do one big task, one medium task and one small task. So it's like all, you're still getting tasks done, but you're just like, you're not going to, over sort of blow your capacity and you're just gonna like yeah because that can be easy too like i see a lot of people set themselves up for failure jack (coughs) excuse me because excuse me as you discuss on your on episode one of working on it uh you often put a lot on your plate and that can be overwhelming and i think it's i think it's important to it shouldn't be something that you feel like, I don't think that you should feel bad about yourself if you don't get enough accomplished. I think that you're just, like, setting your – I think that, like, your goal setting just needs to be adjusted um, when setting goals for yourself. Not not yeah. you specifically, but just, like, people generally. Like, people – like, think about New Year's Eve resolutions and things like that. People set these huge lofty goals. And, you know, like, I think that people just need to be a little bit more realistic with them and then and set goals that are more attainable. And that applies yeah. to, like, day-to-day or a diet you're starting or, you know, uh, 
nights, the time you're going to go to bed, the time you're going to wake up, (laughs) little things like that, you know? Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I today, so to take for today, to Gorlua, take today, for example, (laughs) um, I had probably 12 to like 14 different things on my to-do list for today. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like some days I can do it, but like some days I'm like super fuego, but Lately, I've just been like kind of, I don't know, just kind of like not super in the game. And I finished, you know, I think I finished like five things off my to-do list, which I should celebrate. But I was just so, you know, bent on just knocking out all like 12 or 14 things on my to-do list. And I think that, you know, it's it's odd. It's that I, I, I noticed that the day before I had a, good 12 14 things i want to do this and i didn't knock them out so i came into today feeling like i'm behind and then i had another 12 14 things i want to do this and i didn't get those done so then i felt like oh man mm. i'm like behind again and i feel like it's like a perpetual it's like yeah. i'm building backwards momentum where i'm just like having like unsuccessful day after unsuccessful day when really i should be celebrating the five six things i got yeah, done right. and then being like and then yeah. taking a positive momentum in the next day mm-hmm. probably get more things done but also yeah. probably throw in that list maybe 12 14 things yeah maybe is a lot of yeah I don't, know. I don't know well so i will <laughs> so like this kind of reminds me of whenever i talked to renee about working out or running and i was like oh man i did so great yesterday and he's like well you, you still ran it just may have been harder and it all depends on a lot of things not just yes. you know it's like what is your mental state did you also get a lot of rest did you eat well yeah. and i yeah. think that that will also apply to whenever oh, you're yes. tackling tasks like that <laughs> happened last <laughs> night Gemma, I was literally, I got a new audio book and I literally uh, stayed up till like 2.30 a.m. listening uh, to my new audio book. So I woke up today and couldn't do anything. Code. But, okay. Gemma, you're a genius. So I, I, I do just want to add that I think like as somebody who has um, dealt with like mental health issues for a really long time, I've gotten very good at um, sort of what's the best word to use here not necessarily like yeah like well not like like so it's just like self understanding Mm -hmm. i would say and just like understanding myself and in doing that and having to understand myself i've had to understand that um a lot of factors come into play in pretty much everything that happens during your day and so like you have to account those factors if if i you know, have been trying to eat healthy. And then like 2 p.m. one afternoon, I'm like go puffing like gummies and Cheetos and ice creams like happened like two days ago. Um, You know, I'm like, instead of beating myself up over it, I think, all right, what might be, what factors are coming into play here? Did I, did something happen today that bummed me out? Did something happen yesterday that bummed me out? Did I get enough sleep? Am I PMSing? did you know just like there's so many factors that come into play into all of our behaviors and that um goes into exercise productivity how focused you are on your work that day and so i think suffering from like mental health issues has helped me sort of just kind of like take a step back whenever i start to um have like negative self-talk and think about those factors and um it helps me understand myself better and it helps me to be like to 
a better anticipate and better prepare for what might be coming. I I might, you know, have a bad day and I think, oh God, tomorrow I'm going to eat like a shit ton of carbs and I'm probably going to drink too much. But it also like helps you in the time, like when you start to negative self-talk, like, okay, I really want to go puff all this food because I had a bad day. That doesn't mean that I need to go puff all this food and I probably shouldn't. So it kind of helps you sort of understand uh, yourself. So I would say like, Jack, you have 14 things to do on your to-do list today. You woke up and you realized, oh my God, I stayed up till 2.30 a.m. reading, uh, listening to an audiobook. What I would have done was, first of all, I probably would have slept in a little bit because there is no reason you should wake up early right now. Mm-hmm. Um, B, I probably would have adjusted that list. I would have woke up and said, all right, what are the seven things that I could do well today? And I would have like readjusted and recalibrated a little bit. And guess what? Allow yourself some self-grace. Be like, you know what? These are strange times. If there's any time to benefit from that, benefit from it now. Be like, you know what? I stayed up till 2.30 a.m. listening to an audiobook and I'm tired. And be like, I guess I don't have to do as much today. Like, <laughs> what time? Come on. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Pep Talks Maybe by Kelsey Walker. That's her new podcast. Pep Talks by Kelsey Walker. <laughs> this is working on a content. You can't get this shit nowhere else. <laughs> you got to come to us for this, okay? We got all the goodies. All the goodies. Let's, all the goodies. Yeah, I think, yeah, question yourself into your behaviors um, really enlightens a lot of things. And I think this actually uh, is a nice segue into something that I know that Jack had talked about or told me about. And then we were really curious to learn more about because you recently took some PTO to take a day off. Um, you know, so, you know, you're working from home and you still said, you know, today I just I just really need to take a day off. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? You know, what led you to do so? And, you know, how did you use that time and what did you do? Yeah, sure. So first of all, I obviously like, so I work for a really great company who has great PTO, which for people who don't know, paid time off. I've had a lot of people ask me that when I say I take PTO, they're like, PTO, what? (laughs) PTO means paid time off. It's basically just a vacation day or sick day. Usually uh, companies like they have PTO and they'll combine sick time and vacation days. So they're all in one. So you should actually probably just find a, a job that offers you vacation and sick time. Yeah, that's people. But that's anyways, if they combine it, no, no, no. True, I know. True, I'm true just that. like, what? I shouldn't. If I'm sick, that shouldn't count as a vacation day. I'm not on vacation. <laughs> I'm shitting my brains out. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. True. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So oh um, we have been working for home for pretty much this entire quarter and usually in a quarter I would like to think that I would have like you know take a Friday off to have a three-day weekend and go go visit family or you know um whatever it may be like take a day off to go take a you know a short weekend break or you know me and Jack sometimes like we would coordinate to have a day off so that we could have a three-day weekend together and just spend a little more time together because life is stressful, work is stressful, and you know what? Sometimes you need an extra day off. So, um, like I said, I've been working from home pretty much this entire quarter, and the way things are right now is really weird, and it's been really hard, I would say, to 
kind of form boundaries with work and life because my office is my, you know, wherever I am sitting in the house that day. And it, you know, you're not like, you're not leaving the office. You're not leaving work at, at, at the office when you, when you end the day, you know, you're still home. And, and so I am also a very big advocate of mental health days. I strongly believe in them. I have a lot of family drama, I'll say. And like, (laughs) I have a lot of, you know, stressful family situations that I deal with. And I have found that like the weekends go by very fast in social distancing times, oddly, uh, you know, and so I just kind of, I decided to take a mental health day and my boss was very understanding. She was super great about, you know, when I told her that, you know, I asked her, hey, is it cool if I like take a mental health day? You know, I just like kind of need a break. And that's one thing that I've seen a lot of people talk about actually is like, even though we're all working from home, it's not just that we're working from home, it's we're working from home in a pandemic. So it's not normal circumstances. This isn't just remote work. Everybody is chilling at home on their couch and their PJs. I mean, maybe we are, but um, we're also like stressed. We're like talking to our families, like making sure we don't go outside, wiping down our groceries, like can't go on a walk without wearing a mask. Like there's a lot of things that are causing stress. And for people who already have existing mental health conditions, I think it's an especially stressful time. And like I said, I'm a big advocate for mental health days. I think that if you have the, you know, if you have the banked time off to be able to afford taking a day off and not even do anything. And like, it's not for a vacation. It's not for a doctor's appointment. It's just for you to do whatever you need to do to restore yourself, then then you should do it. Um, so what I did on my PTO, PTO was I laid on the couch. I watched Jane the Virgin. I went back and forth between whether she should be with Michael and Raphael. <laughs> and yeah, I just kind of like chilled out. I didn't work on the blog. I didn't, I turned off all my Slack notifications. I took a lot of extra time to prepare my meals that day. I slept in, I drank my coffee slow. Yeah, it was really nice and I, it was much needed. Amazing. That sounds like a much needed day. Beautiful. Definitely, yeah. Well, babe, uh, I feel like we learned a lot. I uh, really appreciate you coming on, being our first official oh, guest. My pleasure. Yes. Yeah, thanks, Kels. Uh, yeah, thank you. I, I feel like we got a lot of really great information out of you. So, Kelsey, let everybody know where can they follow you on uh, Instagram and social medias. Uh, let them know where they can follow you, but also let them know where they can follow yeah. Candid. So you can follow Candid at get.candid. Um, that's on Instagram. You can also follow me. Uh, at Kelsey Walker with two K's, K-E-L-S-E-Y with two K's um, and two R's at the end. That sounds very confusing. Maybe I should spell it's, it out. It's Kelsey Walker with two with a K at the extra K at the beginning and an extra R at the end. <laughs> you explained it perfectly. Yeah. Great job, thank you. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook at um, Candid Media. Awesome, yeah. And uh, as always, everybody, you look for us every Monday on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, and shortly we will be on Spotify as well. Uh, until then, follow us on our Instagram and give us a shout out at WOI underscore podcast. 
You can also follow me at golden underscore baby underscore Jack. And Gemma, where can we find you? You can find me at J-E-M-M-A dot D-I-L-A-G. Awesome. Yeah. And as always, shout out to our podcasting network, Culture Snack Media. You can follow Culture Snack at Culture Snack Media on Instagram and at Cult Snack Media on Twitter. Kelsey, thanks again for being an absolutely incredible guest and an even better fiance. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. Yeah, this has been a great episode. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye.